When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of Suck My Balls, a South Park review. I'm your host with the most lives on the West Coast, your boy, MSG Matthew Schaffer. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Matthew underscore Schaffer. Each and every week, we review South Park in linear fashion every episode from beginning to present. And hopefully, we'll still be alive or we'll, the show will still be on the air. I'm not alone. Each and every week, I am joined by my man. He is the man from the South. He is the ma- he's the magic the gathering wizard himself. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? You can finally follow me on Twitter at SCPJXN. I'm finally on there. That's the only social media right now, though. And, okay. uh, and ladies and gentlemen, I, I, I just want to break a little kayfabe to use the wrestling term to break down some some honesty, some some real life moments here. Scoop Jackson had his first podcast technology malfunction, just like the rest of us. He's finally <laughs> had his cherry popped here as we've all gone through the craziness that is technology. We've gotten frustrated to the point where we wanted to punch the screen. Uh, but we are here. We're ready to rock and roll. And uh, we're ready to review for you season one, episode 10, the 10th episode, Damien. And it, it's, it, you know, it, it's a decent episode. Um, <laughs> it's the 10th episode of the first season of South Park, originally aired on February 4th, 1998, which is uh, kind of crazy because we're reviewing this in the month of February. So we're almost current uh, 23 years ago, 22 years ago. Uh, in this episode, the boys class is joined by the new student, Damien. Who has uh, been sent by his father Satan to fight Jesus or to find Jesus and arrange a boxing match between the two? The majority of South Park residents are going to bet on this match itself, all while taking place of Cartman's birthday. Scoop, what'd you think, buddy? I mean, we got Damien, Rob Dose, Rob Davos. 
All right. So like we were saying, this is it's an okay episode. I'm not going to say this is a must watch on any level. It is not a must watch. If you feel like it, you can skip it. Yeah, just listen to our review. Yeah, just listen to our review because (laughs) this might be one of our shortest reviews. (laughs) (laughs) That might be true. That might be true. We'll try to we'll try to keep it interesting. But this basically uh, on this episode, uh, I mean, I mean, it kind of served as a satire on religion, right? I mean, that's one of the, I guess, undertones of this of this episode, uh, faith, and of course, the nature of good versus evil. There's also a little bit of commercialism with uh, Cartman's, like you know, birthday, yeah. and of course, the like the cult of celebrity status itself uh, in America and the nature of children. Um, it was actually originally conceptualized, interestingly enough, though, as a Christmas special. So this was actually originally supposed to be the Christmas special. That's why they had Jesus and Satan. Really? Yeah. Which is interesting because we just, of course, reviewed Mr. Hanky at the Christmas Pooh, which aired on December 17th, 1998. So that means – or sorry, 1997. So that means that they uh, initially – I mean – well, I'm sorry. What I was going to say was they took a break, right? Because this is when back when they did the breaks. Like for the first, remember, like 15 to 17 seasons, they would break it up. Where they give us like seven, eight episodes in the first half, then six to eight in the second. In season two, which we'll get into, it's a, it's a very long season. They cut it up. They hit, I mean, they hit. It was they gave you twelve episodes in the first half and twelve episodes in the second, right? So yes, this was an initially conceptualized as the Christmas special, you know, in replacement because it was and it was pushed out. But uh, I mean, it, it received good view reviews at this point. You know, ba- coming off that Mr. Hanky special, this one got three point two million uh, views as far as making it the highest rated cable program that. As far as it making it the highest rated program to air that week, um, and it also then marked the first appearance of Satan, who would become a reoccurring South Park character. Uh, what do you think uh, as far as uh, the Christmas stuff? You know, and you know maybe some of the undertones here to kind of get this episode rock and rolling before we kind of go dive deep into the review. So <clears throat> the whole Jesus versus Satan thing, yeah. you know. This was originally supposed to be a Christmas special, so I could see incorporating Jesus, the birth, you know, Christ, and then the, because they are closely related to LDS, aren't they? They or were they were Mormon at one point, right? Yeah, so they were Mormon, I think, right up until they got into college. Right. Okay, so a lot and they of got the, woke. You know what I mean? A lot of this kind of feels like the apocalyptic version. In a sense, that's satirical, but it's kind of what the Mormons believe is going to happen eventually. Is like technically the the fight between good and evil and all that shit. You know, there's going to be it's basically going to be a boxing match between Jesus and Satan. Yeah, I mean, and it's interesting because, like, if you think about as far as just from a, uh, I guess, apocalyptic sense. You know, even Jesus says this this fight has been written for thousands of years or how many amount of years, right? Um, that it was foretold that the son of Satan would come to meet the son of God. And that in this case, this was also kind of inspired, I think, off of the original 1970s horror film, The Omen. Um, this also introduces several characters, uh, sorry, characteristics of Cartman's character that have uh, kind of uh, I'd say endured throughout the the series itself. Oddly enough, the guest uh, celebrity on this episode is one of note who really, other than like Jennifer Aniston, that really plays themselves. That's Michael Buffer, who does the oh, "Let's get ready to rumble," right? 
don't in this that. corner, weighing in at 132 uh, and one ounce, Jesus Cristo! <laughs> in this corner, weighing in 101 and a half ounces, he is your Lord and Savior, Jesus el Savior! Cristo Christ! <laughs> and in this corner, wearing black, black shorts. Right. <laughs> there is the Bob. <laughs> Satan! The Dark Prince. Satan, right? <laughs> Which we'll get into here. Uh, and then this also, uh, the, the production for this episode, we're going to do the his half on the front because we kind of need to drag this out a little bit, guys. Um, Damien was written by co-series creator, like we said, uh, Trey Parker, Matt Stone. Um, it was actually highly anticipated because it was the first new episode of South Park in about two months, which is what I was kind of uh, alluding to earlier. Um, and it was after coming off of that extremely popular episode, Mr. Hankey, The Christmas Pooh, that aired on December 17, 1997. Now, before Damien even ran, Mike Duffy of the Detroit Free Press said the episode was, quote, certain to become one of the show's signature moments. In fact... Parker and Stone originally intended for Damien to be the season's Christmas episode. Although they had long planned to feature a talking piece of feces in the show called Mr. Hankey, they decided, I'm sorry, they did not decide to make him a Christmas character until halfway through filming of Damien, during which they decided to make a separate holiday episode instead centered around the Mr. Hankey character. Nevertheless, they decided to finish production of Damien first, even though it would not air until after the Mr. Hankey Christmas Pooh episode. Um, also Parker went on to say that he and stone did not intend for Damien to be offensive to Christians or any other religion in South park. Jesus is a great guy. He's on our show, of course, from South park public access channel. And in this episode, he's the hero. We're not in the business of offending people. Yeah, right. We're in the business of making people laugh. That's true. The mean way Damien is treated by his uh, students when he joins the school, as well as when Damien's reactions to the treatment were inspired by Parker's experience of the second grade when he started at Cheyenne, or Cheyenne, can't even pronounce this fucking city, Cheyenne, Wyoming Elementary School in the last three weeks of the school year. Parker said it was brutal. Everybody already had their little groups. And the year was almost over, so I wasn't going to fit in, into any of them. And I just wanted to destroy and kill, which was the inspiration for this show. Um, they had. It looks like here they had initially planned to use the Let's Get Ready to Rumble without uh, Buffer, but when they learned that Buffer had legally trademarked the phrase, they included in the episode since getting the right for the catchphrases cost nearly as much as just hiring Bruce Buffer to do the ring announcing himself. That's smart. That's smart. Bruce Buffer right. made sure. He's like, you're either going to hire me to say it or you're going to pay me to say it, right? Right. So, uh, but they actually said that Buffer was very friendly and they enjoyed working with him. So, like, that's a good, like, you know, they've always been very critical of people, like, that they work with in the past, which is why they, you know, they, they may sometimes make fun of people if they work with somebody. They'll be like, oh, we don't like working with that guy, right? Right. Uh, but, uh, no, they said he was really good. Um... They actually had originally slated Mike Judge to be the character of Damien, who, of course, is the star of Beavis and Butthead and King of the Hill. And they actually had him record some several lines. However, since Judge lives in Austin, Austin, Texas, it proved too difficult for him to come back and record, uh, re-record lines as the script in the episode changed. So Stone instead provided the character's voice himself, which is what you hear. Um, we don't need to get too much more into it, but... It did say Parker said this was done uh, while animated Jesus Parker and Stone deliberately left glitches in the animation that made it appear skin was showing beneath the beard on the left hand side of the character's face. Now, I thought this was really cool. 
Yeah, Parker said this was done because it was the way Jesus appeared in the crudely animated The Spirit of Christmas, the 1995 animated short, which you can go back and listen to on our very first episode of Take My Bows, um, by Parker and Stone that served as a precursor to South Park, and the, they wanted to maintain the nuance for the character. By the way, if you couldn't listen to it before, you can listen to episode one and all previously of our 10 episodes on Spotify, Apple, Breaker, Google Play, Spotify, Republic Radio, Overcast, uh, HackerHumming.Podbean.com feeds, and RatsAlerReview.com. Um, so uh, let's get into this episode, buddy. Um, it's yeah. kind of it's kind of interesting because it starts off um, very, I'd say, uh, innocent with Cartman, right? Mm-hmm. Cartman's planning for his birthday, birthday. party, right? And his cooks the best food. That's right. So Cartman walks into the classroom. You know, he's giving all his friends uh, their invitation. Here you go, Kyle. Uh, you know, their invitation to my birthday party. Everyone's all excited, or at least Stan and Kyle are. Because Stan's like, oh, sweet, dude, your mom's giving you a birthday party again. And he's like, that's right. And Kyle's like, kick ass, dude. Cartman's mom throws the best parties. Cartman's like, that's right. And he's like, yeah, if my mom could cook as, like Cartman's mom, I'd be a big fat ass, too. And Cartman's like, that's right. <laughs> and then he goes, hey, wait. Uh, Pip goes, uh, oh, Eric, I didn't get an invitation. Now, you weren't here two weeks ago when me and Big Joe Dirty Morin uh, reviewed Starvin' Marvin. But in that episode, uh, did you listen to the episode, by the way? Yeah. Did you hear me say, fuck you, Scoot? When I, yeah. Like, the point about Pip? <laughs> fuck you, Scoot. <laughs> it's like, fuck you, Scoop. He's got $50 now to buy a kid? Guy can afford a fucking helmet. Anyway, so here we are, Pip. You know, why didn't Cartman invite Pip? Or he should have at least bribed him. Oh, oh. oh, Eric, I didn't get an invitation. Oh, really? Gosh, where could I have put Pip's invitation? Let's see. Pip's invitation. Pip's invitation. Oh, I remember. I shoved it up my ass. Yes, that's right. I wrote it out, put it in an envelope, sealed it, and then flip, shoved it right up my ass, forever ruining any chance you had of coming to my birthday party. Sorry, Pippo chap. <laughs> he invites Wendy, which uh, goes to show you that in the early episodes, uh, Cartman didn't have a lot of beef. Right. Wait, Wendy. Wait, Wendy. He probably more or less, uh, you know. But in this case, we'll find out realistically, Cartman invited all these people just so he can get presents off of them. <laughs> we'll get to that. So Mr. Garrison walks in, right? And says, Children, today is a very special day. And Cartman's like, No, my birthday isn't until Saturday. And Mr. Garrison's like, I'm talking I'm not talking about your birthday, Eric. We have a new stro- new student joining our class. Cartman sighs. Garrison says, Some of you know what it's like to be the new kid in town. So I want you to take all special care to make him feel welcome. I want you to meet our new classmate. And then he looks down and says, well, uh, what's your name again? And the kid says Damien. And he's and he goes, Rock! Dominos, right? Does the whole uh, Ragnos, Dominos, Ragnos. They use that over later in other seasons too, with the uh, the whole uh, Miley Cyrus and Britney Spears shit. Oh fuck, right? Yes, Ragnos, Dominos, Ragnos. Anyway, uh, what is it? Uh, sacrificing something, corn, and I don't. I forget the line right now. Uh, so we go to Mr. Garrison says, says, say hi to Damien. And then Damien, uh, he's asked where you're from. He says, seventh layer of hell. Rectus, Dominus. Say hi to Damien. 
And where are you from, Damien? The seventh layer of hell. Oh, that's exciting. My mother was from Alabama. My arrival connotes the end of the beginning. The beginning of the end. The new reign of my father. Your father? The Prince of Darkness. Wow, we have royalty in our class. Uh, he says, why don't you take a seat, Damien? We're going to finish our lesson on the great singers of Barack, the Barack era. Or the Bar- the Baresque era. I don't know what he said there. Um, Mr. Garrison says, now, children, Nancy Sinatra was kind of was was quite a choice piece of ass. And then uh, Cartman says, hey, you kid, you want invitation to my birthday party? And then Damien starts to talk and he says, here begins the rule of pain, the domination of them. Cartman says, psych, I wasn't going to give you an invitation. Hey, who cut your hair? Stevie Wonder. Rectos, dominoes. And then Damien turns to Cartman and concentrates Cartman's death, suddenly turns over and dumps him onto the floor. Um, Sack die, Rectos, dominoes, chase it, poops. Uh, they go back and forth. Kyle says, what a freak. He says, hey, I had a poofy pie in that desk. That's all Cartman cares about. Hey, I had a poofy pie in that desk. Damien says, now feel the wrath of the fallen angels. The plague of the night is upon us. And Mr. Garrickson says, Damien, do you need to sit in time out for a few minutes? Cartman says, hey, hey, you got in trouble. You got in trouble. So what do you think of this opening scene, dude? Because we had kind of a, I would say, isn't it interesting? Then over generations after generations, kids are still bullied and hazed and trolled with the same way, no matter what. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just the way it is, man. Because we troll and haze and do this to each other for the rest of our damn life. <laughs> it's like, hey, hey, you're an asshole, but I love you. You know that. Yeah, it's, it's that it's- kind of thing. But what do you think of as far as I mean? Were you ever the new kid? I mean, I'm sure. I mean, I'm, did you ever move around a lot, like when you were a kid? Yeah, like 12, 13 times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I moved around a lot as well. Um, I never moved around like at the end of a school year. My parents never did that to me. If they did move us, it would be like in the summer or in like the first couple months of school. Said that but to then- me twice. What? My parents said that to me twice. Oh, really? Yeah, when I went into sixth grade and when I was like halfway through my senior year in high school. They moved you? Usually they waited before or after the school year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that's my, see my sister got lucky because well, I wouldn't I wouldn't say lucky, fortunate enough. I guess my parents were in a better position, like they didn't have to move around as much because by this point they were more financially secure, right? Second kid and everything. Um, they're also not living in California, which is, you know, you can save a lot of money that way. And, uh, they, I think I want to say like my sister, when we moved up to Montana, uh, from California, I was 16 and I had just like month or two into my junior year of high school. They moved me up that way. So I would have been 16. My sister would have been, uh, fuck like seven or eight i want to say um maybe something like that yeah because if i was a junior yeah so she was you know because we're nine years different so she was i i remember her her moving up to coming up to washington with uh or montana with us sorry i remember moving from montana to washington later on in her life like so she basically got to go all of her one elementary school and then they'd move and then she got to go all of her same middle school and then they would move and then she got to go all of her high school. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So she, That's nice. Yeah. So she basically, I actually, I'd even say is for, they've actually moved her in the eighth grade 
so that way she could make friends in middle school to take into high school. That's what they did, actually. So, like, they moved her at the end of the seventh grade, uh, which was smart because that way when she came into the eighth grade in middle school, a lot easier to make friends that age, you know what I mean? When you're, yeah, a lot, yeah. lot easier when you're younger. Yeah, because when you get older, then people start to get in your, your get in your set, in your ways, and if there's just people that bother you, you don't just put up with their bullshit. Right? right? It's like, fuck off. It's like, hey, knock, knock. Who's there? Fuck off. It's like, I'm not hanging out with that guy. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Uh, so we, now we go back into the cafeteria, and uh, Cartman starts to explain them, or Kyle actually asks, or Stan says, hey, Cartman, how come the birthday invitation you gave me says green Mega Man? <laughs> and Kyle says, yeah, mine says red Mega Man. Cartman says, right, that's what you're supposed to get me for my birthday. Dude, you're not supposed to tell people what to get you for your birthday. Yeah, that's weak. Look, it's very simple, guys. Green Mega Man goes with red Mega Man and yellow Mega Man to make the ultra Mega Mega Me. You have to have all three or it doesn't work, see? Up yours, Cartman, I'll get you whatever the hell I want. Ah, uh, so maybe you don't want to have any of my mom's cake pan ice cream then. Oh, green, green Mega Man it is. And then Kyle th- couples up the invitation and throws it away. And Cartman goes, oh, so maybe you don't want to have any of my mom's cake pie ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> I love his ass. <laughs> and then Stan says, oh, great. Yeah, Green Mega Man it is. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah you, okay. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, and then Cartman says, now, as you can see, Kenny, you are to get me the yellow Mega Man. That's because the yellow Mega Man is the cheapest one. And I know how poor your family is. <laughs> um, and also, maybe you can put your family, maybe you can put on layaway. Oh, no, that's the later line, because Damien shows up first. Because Stan says, hey, what do you think you're doing, new kid? And Cartman says, yeah, you can't sit with us, weirdo. And Damien says, infidels, I will turn you all, turn you all into beasts of burden. And then uh, Kyle says, you can't sit with this new kid. Go find another table. And then Carmen goes, yeah, anyway, Kenny, Yellow Man is only eight ninety five, so maybe your mom can put it on layaway and make payments for a year or two. And then they all start laughing. Kenny punches him. Carmen, eh. Uh, and then uh, Damien goes and sits down with Pip. This is kind of like a little side story. So I would say in this episode, we definitely had three stories. We had Cartman's birthday party. We had uh, Stan, or sorry, we had Satan versus Jesus, which we're going to get to. And then we got Pip and Damien, that, that uh, relationship how it develops. So I'd say this is actually one of the first episodes where they actually do uh, kind of give you all three again. It's been a while, right? Yeah. So Pip says, oh, good day, Damien. My name is Philip, but everyone calls me Pip because they hate me. And then Damien says, and I will call you Pip. Pip says, righto. And then Stan says, hey, new kid. Kenny says, uh, he, he saw your mother drop you off this morning, and she's a real dog. Now, this is a reference to the omen because in that movie, his actual mom was a jackal. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Well, Kenny says, uh, he actually mumbles and he says, Yeah, I feel that she's a freaking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and Damien says, That does it. And then he points his finger at Kenny. The The music goes off again. Back to Starbucks. And then he turns uh, Kenny into a duck billed platypus. <laughs> quack, quack. <laughs> I like how they do that throughout the episode. Quack, quack. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he, he yells at him hey you butthole Kenny has to buy me the yellow Mega Man doesn't even care that Ka- uh, Kenny's like a, a duck blue platypus anymore he's just upset that he can't get his yellow Mega Man now from Kenny Chef shows up says hey there children Stan says hey Chef says, how's it going he says bad he says, why bad he says Chef is a new kid in school he's a total weirdo freak 
And then uh, we get our chef's song here, which says, oh, children, children, you shouldn't not like somebody just because they're different. Here, let me sing you a little song. <laughs> and it, uh, start, it, starts, it starts off all inconspic- inconspicuous, kind of <laughs> like the later song. Like, we got to work for a better tomorrow. We got to work for a better today. And I'm going to lay you down, woman. I'm going to caress your thigh. Wait, what was I talking about, Joey? <laughs> We're all special in our own way. Everybody's different, but that's okay. Cause even though we might have different color skin, different points of views, be tall or thin, it doesn't mean I can't lay you down, woman, and touch your silky skin. Put my love deep inside you where no man has ever been. Rub your legs, caress your thighs, and... What were we talking about again? What were we talking about again? <laughs> and Kyle says, the new kid. And then all of a sudden, Damien stands up on the table and he says, Death to the holy, the wrath of the fallen angels. Now heads for all of us. Rectus, Dominos, Jesus, Poofs. And then uh, <laughs> Pip's, <laughs> Pip's cap flies off, followed by milk and lunch trays, large tote bags, wall posters, clocks, tables are flipping like a tornado, if you will. Stan says, whoa, chef goes, oh, that, that, that is one fudged up little cracker. <laughs> <laughs> That's one fudged up little cracker. So I've actually had somebody call me that. It's kind of funny. <laughs> a fudged up little cracker? You are, like, I think I was like fudged up, like, you know, fucked up. <laughs> and he was like, <laughs> one fucked up little cracker. And I was like, you want a shot, Frank? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, nice. <laughs> I was like, I'm not even waiting to use that line. He's like. Had it in my pocket. I had it in my pocket. <laughs> I was like, nice, nice. Um, uh, so then uh, kids are screaming as we, met, as we alluded to the fact that Tornado Chef says, we got to do something, children. <laughs> Damien says, bring me Jesus. My wrath will not, my wrath will continue until I speak to Jesus. Rectus, Dominus, Jesus, Poofs. And then uh, Stan and Kyle run into Jesus and Pal's set as he's getting freshed up by one of the cameramen. Two minutes to air, Jesus, says Roland, the cameraman. Thanks, Roland. Blessed art thou. Jesus, Jesus. Hi, hi, kids. I only do autographs after the show. No, no. There's a big problem at school. Some new kid showed up wearing all black, and, and Chef thinks he's evil. Yeah, look what he did to our friend, Kenny. Whack, whack. Wow. That's pretty heavy. This new kid, he just keeps throwing things around and saying stuff about his Dark Prince father coming. He says he wants to talk to you. The Dark Prince? Yeah. Yeah. So it was written. And so the cycle of years brings the son of the evil one. Oh, brother, now he's talking like the new kid. Thou must taketh me to the seedling of Satan so mine eyes can confirm the wretched truth. Okay. We get back to the school grounds. We see the groundskeeper. Five minutes until recess is over, you little bastards. <laughs> um, so Cartman is now he's kind of giving out directions to the rest of the, the party goers um, basically uh, we see Wendy Clyde and the boy with the blue cap who is taking notes <laughs> and he says <laughs> now as you can see the red mega man uses the mega cycle which is what Clyde will be getting me for my birthday Wendy you were supposed to get me the mega power chopper illustrated here <laughs> Got like grabs and shit, <laughs> but I'm changing your present to the yellow Mega Man as Candy has been turned into a decorative platypus. That means the Mega Man Beach House Illustrated here will be a gift given by two no. people at one Kazakh Cosmo Money. 
that's all Cartman cares about, bro. The whole commercialization of your birthday, bro. And you're just trying to get people to give you free shit. Right. <laughs> like, well, that's Cartman, though. That's yeah. what he does. That's that's that's, that's, that's Cartman by it's definition. Just, just Cartman, like a lot of people turn these big things into big. De- it's my birthday week. It's my birthday month. I was just about to say, yeah, it's my birthday month. I've even heard my birthday year, bitches. Like, uh, it's year. I turn 40, I'm going to rock this shit. Uh. Like, we know those people that when they turn 21, they're like, fucking 21, bro. I'm going to get drunk every weekend. Right? But then it's like when you do turn 21, it's like, eh. Really, it kind of dies out. Right? <laughs> like, for my 21st, I actually got really, really fucking drunk the night before. <laughs> so like the next morning I woke up on my birthday Jerome's passed out on my couch and I'm like throwing up I'm like I don't want to go out and do anything my birthday falls on Christmas Eve so when I turned 21 my good friend Steve took me out man I got so drunk I was trying to get into the house and I my mom opened the door and I kind of just like fell flat like just fell into the door and like fell on the floor like boom Hi, mom. <laughs> She's like, shh, don't wake up your dad. <clears throat> then, nice. I, then I sat her and I got her to, um, because she, she, she owed me a present. So I convinced her to buy me gold on World of Warcraft. Okay. On my 21st birthday. <laughs> Such a nerd. <laughs> gold on World of Warcraft. Um, yeah, like my birthday is coming up here. My birthday's coming up here in nine days. And I'm just like, oh, it's my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> like somebody hit me up and like they got me something. They're going to send me something. And I was like, oh, that's nice. Like it was just like, you know, something nice. They were thinking about me kind of thing. They're like, oh, yeah, it's your birthday. Right. Anyway. Back to the episode. So Bebe yells out because of the fact that the slide gets, you know, like lit on fire from Damien as he just adds some destruction out of the the uh, the playground. And Pip's like, oh, Damien, you shouldn't be so upset. You know, I know it's hard being the new kid, but the children may accept you someday. And Damien said, I don't need acceptance. I'm the son of Satan. And Pip says, believe me, I know what it's like not to have friends. Perhaps you should speak to the school counselor. He always makes me, you know, always helps me a lot when I'm feeling bad. Jesus shows up and yells, Damien. Damien says, ah, oh, son of uh, Stenchy, cursed ruler of the weak. Jesus says, so it is thou, son of Lucifer. Damien <laughs> says, your time on this earth is short. Soon my father comes. And then Jesus says, let him come then. I shall stop him. And then he goes, behold, he's already upon us. And then clouds begin to conceal the sun. And then you just see God like, oh, dude. <laughs> and then. Rectos, uh, dominos. Right. He moves. Hectos. Abelus, Abelus, some forante, onslam, dum, some ili, et tidilimus. I don't know. I don't fucking speak gibberish or Hebrew or whatever. Uh, another whirlwind comes up. By the way, I know they don't talk about it in this episode, but uh, Jesus is Jewish too. Anyway, uh, Jim Burke <laughs> says, uh, What the hell is going on here? Crowd begins to gather. They're like, oh, What's going on here? Uh, this, is what, this is what's weird. Father Maxi says, Look, it's the guy from the public access show. He's the fucking priest. Doesn't he not know who Jesus is? <laughs> I don't get that. So he even he doesn't believe, dude. I think that gets shown yeah. down. So Father Maxi is a fake right now. Maybe he's maybe he's the savior later to protect the, the Catholic people from raping little kids. Uh, 
I think it's proven throughout like the whole show that Father Mackey doesn't actually believe, does he? I don't know. It's he he maybe loses his maybe he's lost his faith. He lives in a small town. Maybe. Um uh, the blonde says what's happening. Chef says, Come on over here. If you're scared, women, I'll protect you. And then Garrison leans into his arm. <laughs> <laughs> Chef, not you, damn it. Um, uh, there's more gibberish. Damien says, Jesus, my father says he chooses you. He calls you out. Be here at this time tomorrow. Then the terms will be discussed. And then Jesus says, very well. Let the final battle between good and evil be fought right here in South Park. And Jimbo's like, come on, Ned. We got to get our asses to the bucket. <laughs> and uh, Stan says, you're going to fight uh, Satan? And Jesus says, the fight has been ordained since the beginning, my children. This is the most crucial and serious time of all history. And the commercial goes, who will win our souls? Our Savior and Lord or the Prince of Darkness? It's the final battle between good and evil. And it's only on pay-per-view. Jesus versus Satan. Live from the South Park Forum on Saturday. Call now to order. Only $49.95. <laughs> That's not bad. That's a good price. Is it a good price? I mean, it wasn't a good price back then. It's a good price maybe in comparison now. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't remember what fights costed back then. Oh, I can tell you how much fights cost back then. You ready? Mm-hmm. So WWE pay-per-views normally cost at $39.99. UFC fights would cost like $39.99. Boxing, though, could get up to $59.99 to $69.99 for standard definition, high definition. Damn. And this was in 1990? In the 90s? Yeah. UFC has been around since the 90s? Oh, yeah, bro. I used to watch UFC with my dad. Uh, We used to get VHS tapes from Blockbuster. Like, my dad and me watched probably like the first six UFCs together. Um, and it was dominated by like a lot of Hoist Gracie, oh. who's like one of the urban legends of mixed martial arts. God damn. The whole Gracie. November nineteen ninety three. Yep, we watched those when I was a kid. And then my dad was like, I'm gonna fucking show you. It's just this. he's like, if you're gonna see fighting, because I, I think that's probably because I was into wrestling, so maybe he was trying to show me if you like that, maybe you'll like this. And I did. I liked it. You know, something to bond with over my dad. So that was a good thing too. Yeah, that's cool. But like by comparison now, forty nine ninety five, that's hella cheap, bro, because most people use are fifty nine ninety five just for a high definition of like let's say WWE, okay? And then for boxing, bro, I know you've seen them. They can be like eighty nine ninety nine to a hundred bucks now, bro. Yep. The Mayweather fight was like a hundred and ten. Bro, that's ridiculous. I stream it, bro. Come on. How is this twenty twenty people aren't streaming this? I don't I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, so Cartman's uh, upset because they're at his house when they see this commercial and he goes hey wait a minute Saturday's my birthday party they can't have the fight on Saturday and he goes quack quack <laughs> Stan says I don't know what to do dude do we have to go to the fight or Cartman's birthday Cartman says Cartman's birthday and Kyle's like well we can't miss the fight uh, the final apocalyptic of the battle between good and evil and Cartman says you guys my mom is getting a fairy's wheel and Stan says well come on we have to at least see the way in Cartman complains, you know, who the hell decided to, the fight had to be on Saturday? This whole thing is a, po- a plot against me. We now go downtown. We see Father Maxie. When is Satan going sh- to show up? Stan says, did the devil show up yet? Jesus says, not yet. Kyle says, uh, hey, uh, Jesus, if you win the fight, can you turn Kenny back, in, uh, Kenny back to a, a normal? And Jesus pauses for a second and he goes, uh, hey, Jesus, if you win the fight, can you turn Kenny back to normal? What the hell do you mean if I win the fight? Don't mind him, Jesus. He's Jewish. Oh. 
<laughs> and even Jesus, like, oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> I get it, I get it, yeah. I get it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, man, we got this setup of the fight, this commercialization here between good versus evil turned into a boxing match. Isn't that interesting that everything's just commercialized? We gotta put it on pay per view. And in the '90s, they did a lot of this too. Remember, like they were gonna set up Hakeem Olajuwon versus Shaquille O'Neal in a one-on-one game. You remember that in the early '90s? Yeah, I remember that. That was stupid. It never happened. It never happened, I thought, because Shaq got hurt. Mm. Or maybe it just didn't happen. Oh, you know what? Actually, I know why it, ne- it never happened. I think the Magic went on, or I think the, the Rockets went on to the NBA Finals and ended up winning. <laughs> <laughs> Seemed a little bit more important than a pay-per-view one-on-one game. Yeah, just a little bit. A little bit. All of a sudden, um, you know, Jimbo says, we're with you, Jesus. We put every dime we have on you. The crowd cheers. Jesus says, thank you for your faith. But I think perhaps you don't understand the severity of the situation. Father Maxie now apparently knows who Jesus is. Says, uh, you're going to kick his ass, Jesus. All of a sudden, we hear the song, Rectus Dominus. Behold, the evil one approaches, says Jesus. And Satan says, yes. Holy poop on a stick. Puny son of Jehovah. Prepare to enter thy house of pain. Holy crap, dude. Satan is huge. Now that is a man who has eaten a lot of beef. And then Mr. Garrison, he's going, holy poop on a stick. <laughs> holy poop on a stick. And Satan says, puny son of Jehovah, prepare to enter thy house of pain. Like a WWE wrestler. He looks <laughs> like one. Yeah, he does. Uh, uh, <laughs> Stan says, oh, holy crap, Stan is huge. Now, the title of this episode is going to be called um, Suck My Balls, number 11, season 1, episode 10, Damien's Jesus versus Satan. And then it's going to say, now that is a man who's eating a lot of beef. (laughs) (laughs) As Jimbo says here. Satan says, son of God, I will smash thy face into the small little bits. And Jesus goes, oh, oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and all of a sudden you just hear a man in the crowd go damn <laughs> and then satan says i have such delightful horrors to unleash upon thee oh yeah <laughs> they bring out a scale satan weighs in at 320 pounds four ounces <laughs> and the crowd gasps and then jesus steps on the scale 135 pounds one ounce and then like uh chef goes oh crap and Jesus goes, oh, come on, I weigh more than that. And then, <laughs> let, let the new prince be decided on Saturday. First South Park, then the world. Um, I only read the book of Nephi. Do they ever get into, like, Jesus versus Satan in the, the next book? No. Uh-huh. no. No. I didn't really see that in, that re- in Mormon religion. No, that's right. But, the, but like their end times I is like good versus evil. <laughs> I wasn't talking to you directly. Sorry, I was just saying in general. People are like, "Whoa, he read the book." Yeah, motherfucker, I dated a Mormon chick. I wanted to see what this shit was all about. <laughs> I read the Book of Mormon more than once. I've only read it once. So I'm good, dog. <laughs> it was a little too much for me. I'm sorry. The Book of Moroni is pretty dope. Bum, 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 bum. Joseph Smith, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I can't wait till we read that episode with you. Right, it's gonna be fun. So, Mr. Garrison, everybody says, uh, "Yeah, they gotta get out of here." I gotta, I go. Th- I think I left the oven on. Even Mr. Garrison says, "Yeah, I think I left your oven on too." 
And, uh, <laughs> oh yeah. See you Saturday. Jesus. Good luck. And they end up taking off because they're going to go to the sports bookie probably to, you know, change the bets as they do. They go change my bet. I'm betting on the devil. I want to change my bet to see me too. Says or me too. Says Ned. Uh, and Mr. Garrett says, wait a minute, wait a minute. I was here first. Um, uh, we now go back to Mr. Mackey's office and Mr. Mackey's talking to Damien. Mr. Mackey says, uh, now, uh, Damien, as your counselor, I want you to feel like you can tell me anything. Okay. Uh, you being the new uh, kid can be tough, but I'm your friend. Okay. And uh, Damien says, everybody hates me. Well, uh, why do you suppose that is? And uh, Damien goes, because I'm the son of the devil. Uh-huh. That's a good start. Why else? Because I burn them and kill them. Well, yeah, maybe that's it. What you need to do, uh, Damien, is is to be overly nice. See, no, no matter how mean the other kids are to you, just don't retaliate. You be passive, okay? So get on the side of the devil. And, and Mr. Mackey goes, well, uh, yeah, that's a good start. What else? <laughs> <laughs> uh, because I burn them and kill them, says Damien. Uh, well, yeah, maybe uh, that's it. Well, what you need to do, uh, Damien, is, is to be overly light, nice. And no matter how mean the other children are to you, just don't retaliate. You be passive, okay? Uh, that's what I taught the little British boy, Pip. And just look at him, how much other children lo- like him now. And then they cut to Pip being spit on by their kids. I bet I can spit on him the most. And Bebe says, oh, yeah, I bet I can spit in his face. And Pip encourages her. Oh, nice try. A little higher and you've got it. Everyone's all complaining. Damn. Recess sucks without any slides or nothing. Cartman says, oh, here comes the unholy butthole now. And then Damien says, I apologize for ruining your playground and turning your friend into a duck-billed platypus. I was doing my father's bidding. I didn't have a choice. Uh, Cartman farts on him, says, excuse me, new kid, I didn't mean to fart on you. I didn't have a choice. (laughs) (laughs) And Sam says, you stink, you stink, new kid. You smell like a fart. Kyle says, yeah, we're going to call you a fart boy from now on. Bye-bye, fart boy. See ya. Uh, Pip walks up. (laughs) He says, "Uh, good day, Damien. How are you? And Damien says, those guys farted on me and then called me. And before he could even finish, Pip goes, oh, fart boy? He's all excited. Oh, good. Perhaps they won't call it me now anymore. So we have uh, even with like, you know, what bothers me about this episode? Damien has all these powers and they're still being an asshole to this kid. Right. <clears throat> like, I get that he already turned one of them into a duck build duck build platypus. But why didn't he do anything else to Cartman or something? Yeah, that's a good question. Maybe because he actually wants to be liked by them. I don't know. Interesting. Maybe Damien sympathizes with Cartman from a emotional standpoint. Yeah. Yes. Maybe someone who's just angry at the world. So we get into the bar now and Jesus walks in. He goes, uh, um, excuse me. I just talked to the books at the sport. Or sorry, I just talked to the bookie at the sports betting bar. And the chef's like, uh oh. <laughs> And then uh, and then all of a sudden Jesus comes by and he goes, I've been forsaken. It seems that several bets were changed to Satan this morning. <laughs> and Jesus goes, in fact, it seems the only one person in his entire town is still betting on me. And the father of Maxie goes, you should all be ashamed of yourselves betting against your Lord and Savior. I am disgusted. Your bet was changed as well. You forsaked me, too. Oh, right. Well, he does have a couple of hundred pounds on you, Jesus. I implore you all don't bet on the dark one. It is a bet that you will never win. Jesus, I am sorry I have sinned against you. I'm going to march right over to that bookie and change my bet right now. Oh, yeah, 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 me too, me too. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, sweet Jesus, for showing us the light. 
See you later. That was kind of a nice little uh, religious little positive affirmation for people who do believe in religion. You know what I mean? Yeah. Matt and Trey didn't want Jesus wanted like they didn't want to offend anybody with this episode, so they made oh, well, Jesus the here. That's debatable. Um, but I will say that they definitely you can you, you don't need to be really religious like in just that statement. I implore you, don't bet on the dark one. It's a bet that you will never win, right? Because you could compare yourself to the dark one, right? We all go through trials and tribulations where we have our ups and downs, and if you bet on that dark inner version of yourself, it's not going to be a positive out- outcome. Wouldn't you say so? I don't know. Like how it went deep there, didn't you? Kind of. Yeah, I like that. Oh, man. So Father Max, he says, Jesus, I'm sorry I've sinned against... Or, but he does it all sarcastically. Jesus, I am sorry I have sinned against you. I'm going to march right over to the bookie and change my bet right now. And then he goes, uh... And then everyone's like, yeah, me too. And he's like, uh... Praise the Lord! Thank you, sweet Jesus, for showing us the light! See you later, Jesus. <laughs> Then he leaves, and Father Max, he says, what the hell does he think? We're crazy? Everyone laughs and says, yeah, and we get um, Bill and Fossey's fathers. Did you see them? Who? Bill Allen and Fossey, remember? The <laughs> that guy. Did oh, you yeah. See, did you see their dads? Yeah, craving. Oh, yeah. They were in the bar here with Mr. Garrison. They were like, that's right. He's so gay. And Mr. McDonald's like, yeah, yeah he's gay. So that's where they get it from. That's funny. And then you hear Jesus yell, Y'all, you're all a bunch of Judases. We then cut over outside the bar. Now we see Stan. He says, Hey, Jesus. And Jesus says, uh, What are you doing out so late, kids? And Kyle says, We have to find a red agree to make, make a man for Cartman's birthday party. And uh, Jesus says, Oh, kids, you, you believe I can beat Satan, right? And Stan says, Sure, dude. You're the son of God. And Kyle's like, Yeah, you aren't having any doubts, are you? And Jesus says, uh, Noah, but could you help me train a little? He's going to ask kids to help him train. Really, Jesus? Really? Sorry, that's not how you win a fight. That'd be like Ian, who's already like jacked, going out onto a kid's playground. He's got a daughter, so it's not weird. But it's like he dops his daughter off at school, walks around to the handball court, <laughs> finds a fifth grader. Hey, bro! Want to help me train? <laughs> I need your help, bro. Come help me train. I need you to hold these weights for me, dude. Hey, bro. Hey, little dude. What are you doing? You want to get some serious gains right now? I'll show you how to get these serious gains, bro, right now. If you come help uh, hold my reps. But, mister, I can't even hold up the bar. That's fine. I just need you to pretend. I need you to look like a... Oh, yeah, I need a spotter. So, basically, nobody believes in Jesus. And now, Stan and Kyle are, are, are going to help him train. Um, so, we then cut over to a reporter... Uh, who's, uh, I guess, at like the weigh-in or whatever. They're talking to the press conference. And uh, the reporter says, uh, Satan, uh, what do you expect the outcome of the fight to be? And Satan goes, I will crush him like a little bug. And then a reporter, too, says, uh, Satan, what are you, the rumors of your involvement in the Gulf War? <laughs> <laughs> Satan thinks for a moment, and just as he's about to fight, then we get Don King. Let's focus on the fight. Can we please? I'm so sick of people talking smack about my fires, all this. He's me. He's a dirty fighter. He's the cause of all the violence and death in the world. It's just getting old. Let's just get everything inside in the ring. <laughs> now we're in a training room. And uh, Cartman's like, uh, you guys, shouldn't you be out shopping for my birthday presents? <laughs> and Stan's like, hey, Jesus, drink these raw eggs. And Jesus is like, no way, dude. Apparently he doesn't want to be rocky. Now we're in the ring, and Chef's like, I can't. I can't hit Jesus Christ. My mother would never speak to me again. And Stan says, but you're his sparring partner, Chef. And Kyle's like, yeah, you have to hit him. And Jesus says, 
Satan must be defended, Chef. Please help me to train. So Satan says, uh, Chef says, okay, but I'm just going to tap you, all right? And Jesus says, give it your best shot. And then, oh, my God, in heaven, what does Chef do? He punches him in the face. We then go to Cartman's birthday party as Leanne says, eat more little kids. Cartman says, welcome, Clyde. Please put your present on the table to your left. Welcome, baby. Please present to your left. Welcome, Chef. And Chef's like, yep, here you go. Okay, nice party. See you later. And then Kyle says, hey, where are you going, Chef? And Chef says, I, 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 what about the party? And says, I know, but the fight is about to start. And Stan says, dude, check it out. Cartman's mom made chili. And then all of a sudden, Chef gets some hankering for some uh, Leanne pie, as he decides. <laughs> with her chili pie. Leanne, for the party. Chili. Now we're outside the party. We see Damien and Pip. Damien says, I guess all the kids are at the fat kids party. And Pip says, yeah, it's always such a huge event. Sometimes I like to sneak up to the fence and close my eyes and pretend I'm there. That's fucking sad. Mm. You're sad. <laughs> Never did that. Do you ever stand outside somebody's party and pretend you were there? No, I can't say that I ever did. I will say I do like the party joke that Dane Cook told back in the day around Rough Around the Edges, I think it was. Or it was either that or Sufi. When he said uh, being in a relationship is like being at a party and you're looking for your coat because you're trying to get the fuck out of there, right? Mm -hmm. My fucking coat. I'm trying to get the fuck out of here. Where's my coat? But being single is like being the being outside the party, walking by in the rain. I just want to come into the party. (laughs) 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 Where the fuck is my coat? Where the fuck's my coat? I want to get out of here. <laughs> and Damien says, have the other kids always hated you? And Pip says, oh, yes, actually, I think they make fun of the fat boy. They used to make fun of the fat boy a lot, too. But now I think they like him because he picks on me. And Damien smiles because now he's got an idea, uh, which we'll get to. So now we go to the ring. We get Michael Buffer in the blue corner, in this blue corner, wearing white trunks, weighing in at a mere 140 pounds. Blue corner. Wearing white trunks, weighing in at a mere 140 pounds, Jesus, El Savior Christ! And in the very, very black corner, wearing very, very black trunks, the king of all that is evil, Beers above. And like the crowd is like excited and they're cheering. And then Jesus kind of gives them a dirty look and they all shut up. And the referee sounds like a Judge Mills Lane wannabe. Okay, I want a good clean fight, guys. No punches below the belt. Holding or miracles. It's like they can't use superpowers. Uh, we now go back to the party and the bell rings. Uh, uh, we hear like a carny, some carny noises and stuff like that. Damien enters with Pip. Cartman says, hey, what the hell do you think you're doing here? And says, yeah, well, you weren't invited new kid. Kyle says, yeah, neither were you, Pip. And Pip says, yeah, I tried to tell Damien that we weren't invited, but Damien cuts him off and says, wait a minute, give me a chance. I want to do something special for your party. So his eyes flare up. We get the Rectus, Dominus, Dominus, Jerzebos, Dominus, He launches Pip up into the air after he lights him on fire, and then I guess Pip either explodes or had a whole bag of confetti filled with his body. Because uh, fireworks and confetti go off. And they all agree all of a sudden. Hey, you're not such a bad guy. 
uh, I'm trying to think back as a kid, like if I ever had to pick on somebody like physically to get them to like to be to accept me into a group. Like, I don't think I ever did that. Like, if anything, I was always one that would open up my mouth if I saw somebody getting picked on. I would just like if they were picking on them, I would just show up and like shut them down with my brain. You know what I mean? Like, just put them in their place and then they get pissed. <laughs> did you ever uh, experience in anything like that? Like where you had to impress people? Did you ever do anything of extreme nature as a kid growing up, Ian? No, I didn't feel I needed to impress anybody. All right, that's good from Preddy. Yeah, I didn't really feel like I needed to impress anybody there, and that's probably why you impress me. <laughs> we impress each other. Oh, super, super silly. So by this point, Carmen's excited. He's like, "Yeah, come on in, join the party!" Right. Um, now we're at round two of them fighting. And uh, Satan says, come on, you little wuss, fight, throw a punch. So we go back to the party, and now Cartman's unpacking presents. Oh, I wonder what Stan got me for my birthday party. Oh, look, a blue Mega Man. Thank you, Stan. You may eat pie and cake and ice cream now. And what did Wendy get me? Oh, it's the yellow Mega Man. Help yourself to pie, cake, and ice cream, Wendy. Oh, look what Kyle got me. It's a red Mega... Ants in the pants. It's in the pit! It's in the pit! It's a game, dude! It's really fun! You son of a bitch! Ah! You were supposed to get me the red Mega Man! Now I can't make Ultra Mega Mega Man! You dirty, cheap-ass piece of crap! They're all out of them, dude! I hate you! I want you to die! Die! So Cartman gets up, he's pissed, that's it, party's over. There's like a switch that says party's over and he turns it off. <laughs> like, this has been done so many times before, they were like, just give me his own switch. <laughs> <laughs> he yells get the hell out I said the party's over god damn it get the hell out and Stan says whoa dude you need to mellow out Garmin says you take your stupid ants in the pants with you <laughs> get your stupid ants in the pants with you Damien says wow that kid has some emotional problems and Stan says ah he does this all the time Chef rolls up now after banging Leanne says come on children we can still reach the end of the fight all of a sudden Pip falls out of the sky and says oh what a splendid party that was uh, Pip's party. He got to go to it, technically. <laughs> he was the life of the party, if you think about it. He was the entertainment. He was. Now we're back in the ring. Jesus backs up in the, in the corner heaviestly as the bell rings. Um, you know, Stan says, dude, Jesus is getting his butt kicked. Jesus says, why? What's the point? Nobody believes in me. Everybody put their money on Stan. My father forsake me. You for, or everyone forsake me. The whole town forsake me, et cetera, et cetera. Basically, I am completely forsaken. I am completely forsaken. Uh, Kyle and Stan, though, basically kind of give him a pep talk, but more, more or less just Stan, uh, right? And... <laughs> the whole this is this brings in like the whole uh, blurring pop culture and everything with religion and the Bible because he mis he misquotes Star Trek and says it was in the Bible. <clears throat> well, he doesn't actually technically tell Jesus in the Bible. He what he actually says is, uh, "You said it." <laughs> Right, he just says, you said it. He says, uh, you know, somebody once told me, don't try to be a great man, just be a man. Who said that? You did, Jesus. You're right, Jan. You Thank you, boys. So he gets up and Kyle goes, wow, did he really say that in the Bible? No, nah, I saw it on Star Trek, says Dan. Satan <laughs> uh, uh, goes, come on, Sissy, sissy, hit me, hit me. And Jesus goes, okay, pal, you asked for it. And then like gives him like a light punch and Satan takes a dive. Oh, you got me. So, so he gets counted out 
And Stan and Kyle go, our savior. Michael Buffer goes, though, and by knockout and still undisputed ruler of your sp spiritual kingdom, Jesus, hello, savior, Christ. Hey, he isn't hurt. He took a dive. He threw the fight. Yeah. Fools. You're all fools. Of course I took a dive. Don't you see? Who do you think was the one person that bet on Jesus to win? Me, you idiots! And now I will take all your hard-earned money and return to hell a much richer prince of darkness in my real estate. Ha <laughs> <laughs> I guess oh, cash man. goes a long way. It's such a bad evil force that's even in jail. Or, sorry, even in hell. Yeah, well, money rules the world, bro. Money, the root of all evil. Father Maxi says, I don't believe this. Mr. Garrickson said, yeah, what a mean thing to do. And Satan says, farewell, fools. And he leaves. And Stan says, Jesus told you not to bet on Satan. And Mr. Garrison says, boy, do we get screwed. And Chef says, Jesus, we're sorry. Can you ever forgive us? And Jesus says, oh, heck, do I have a choice? And uh, Jimbo goes, well, Jesus, I definitely learned my lesson. Never bet on evil. Because when you do, Ned, look, Ned, look, there's a rare duck little platypus. And it's Kenny. <laughs> it's coming right for us. So, Bam. Nice call back to a volcano. Mm -hmm. And uh, they, that's how they killed Kenny. Oh, my God. They killed Kenny, you bastards. Uh, after that, now we cut over to the end of the episode uh, with Cartman. And Cartman is eating cake, and his mom's trying to fatten him up. And uh, the episode ends with Cartman saying, uh, no more cake or no more pie. No more pie. Seriously. But uh, Stan does do the whole... Uh, my my dad, I learned something here today. You're leaving already? I have to. My dad's always on the move. Wow. I feel kind of bad for that kid. Yeah, just when he was being accepted, he has to leave and start over. Parents can be so cruel. Don't they realize that what a child needs more than anything is security? Uh, overall, you know, they talked a little bit about the underlying tones of bullying or hazing, you know, trying to find acceptance by making fun of the lowest common denominator. The commercialization of Cartman trying to get people uh, to, like, come to his party, but only on the grounds that they'll be able to enjoy themselves if they provide him the, the explicit gift. And when he doesn't get his way, he has a temper tantrum, which I think can be uh, correlated to nowadays uh, society when people don't get what their way rather than trying to pivot and find another solution. They just throw a hissy fit. Uh, you've got religion with Jesus versus uh, Satan. And uh, what did you think of this whole episode overall? I mean, we talked about it a little bit. It's not top 25, not top 50, maybe number 98. Yeah, maybe number 98. We'll put it in there somewhere. Eh, it's not a must watch. I feel like it's got a little filler feel to it. It's one of their first episodes where they received a lot of backlash for. <clears throat> they were. This is where they were told that they sold out. This was, I mean, they still, they, they hit record record highs for the show up until that point. But two weeks later, it was broken. So, yeah. Good plan. So, our next episode, make a strike sand. And they have to get the three triangles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, that that's going to do it today for another edition of Suck My Balls. I think we did a good job today. And actually, with, with everything, it's going to come out just about an hour, just a little bit yeah. there. So kept it nice and fresh. Didn't go off on too many tangents. We did sprinkle in some of our uh, personal stories because it wouldn't be with this pod without those. As we look to connect with you each and every week, and you can connect with us by finding us on Twitter and Instagram at Suck 
my bowels pod you can find us on facebook at south park pod email us suck my balls pod at gmail.com rate us share us like us on all platforms spotify anchor google um google play i already said google play apple anywhere you download a podcast hackerhomie.poddean.com ratsellerreview.com follow uh Scoob jackson on twitter at scpjxn and uh scoop anything else rock on motherfuckers <laughs> well, that's gonna do it for now. Check my bow. Check my bow. In Jungbarred vil juletid. Ching chang ching lucidai. Omkring ham dabbed sneen vid. Ching chang ching lucidai. Han stred sig frem i regn og blæst med et der sejnede hans hest. Ching chang lu, ching chang lu, ching chang ching lucidai. Jomfru sad i høje tårn Ching chang ching lucidej Og ventede ham samt til forn Ching chang ching lucidej Men natten gik så trist og lang I ensomhed til solopgang Ching chang lu, ching chang lu Ching chang ching lucidej Den næste dag ved hed morgen rød Ching chang ching lucidai De fandt den stakkels junker død Ching chang ching lucidai Han dækket var af sne og is Men tør nu op i paradis Ching chang lu, ching chang lu Ching chang ching lucidai Det var jo noget værd og noget Ching chang ching lucidai For da han tøde blev han våd Ching chang ching lucidai Men sådan kan det altså gå Når man går uden hue på Ching chang lu, ching chang lu Ching chang ching lucidai Ching chang ching lucidai Ukastet sig fra tårnene Ching chang ching lucidai Nu deler de den lille sky Som regner over land og by Ching chang lu, ching chang lu